Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. You're listening to the Sharks Audio Network. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, we are now joined on the Sharks Audio Network by our good friend, Mario Ferraro. Mr. Ferraro, what's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me today. How are you? I'm doing excellent, man. I am uh, always excited to talk to you, man, because you've given yourself a reputation as a uh, good talker. Careful, you don't want to be uh, too close to us media types. But uh, no, man, I you know, just first off, congratulations on the new contract, man. Like, I know that I'm sure, you know, getting drafted was a big moment in your career and making that first NHL game. But when you sign that next contract that you've proven yourself, as someone who's you know capable of not just you know showing up to nhl games but being a guy who can be relied upon in the nhl that a team wants to have locked up for the future that's that's got to feel pretty good right 100 percent. no it feels uh it feels amazing i really appreciate uh um the kind gesture there uh it's it feels like like we were talking about before we started recording just time really flies it flies by. And, um, you know, when I got drafted, then my goal became to sign a contract. And then after two years in college, I signed the contract. And then once I, uh, got that done, the next goal became, let's, the next goal is to sign an NHL contract, mm-hmm. um, uh, to move on from that entry level deal. And, um, I'm here and it, it feels very good. I'm very thankful. I'm very grateful for, um, for everything that's happened the last three years, um, for all the opportunities that I've been been uh, been given, and uh, it just yeah, it feels very awesome to be in the moment that I am right now, and I hope that you know this good feeling lasts uh, throughout the season and throughout the next four years, and I know it will. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm thankful to be a part of the Sharks for another four. You say the opportunities that you've been given, but it's also the opportunities that you've earned, man. I mean, you came in, you made the camp right away at the start of the 2019-2020 season, um, and you've continued to grow to already finding yourself as part of the leadership core of the San Jose Sharks at being such a young age. I mean, that doesn't happen by accident, man. I mean, this is the hard work. I remember we we would go into the pandemic um, just seeing you posting all your videos about all the fitness stuff that you've been doing or and that you've continued to do, obviously. Um, and, you know, you bounced back from injury this year really, really quickly. That didn't happen by accident either, man. Like, this, this is a result of your hard work. I appreciate that very much. Um, I do have to give a lot of, of credit to the, the guys that I was surrounded by, though, as well. Um, uh, it started off in college, of course, and the great atmosphere that we, we had there and the many years before that and the coaches that I've had in the past, teammates that I've had in the past. But um, the atmosphere that we had in college, it just it, it carried over the hardworking mindset, carried over to the Sharks. And then obviously my first year on the Sharks, I, I, I've just been surrounded by such great leaders and great players and veterans in the league over the last few years. And I think that learning from them gave me an opportunity and just being 
um, comfortable around these guys. He just really welcomed me and allowed me to be myself and, and uh, have a voice in the room, uh, both on and off the ice. And, you know, that means a lot. And I think it's helped me kind of step in and, and, uh, and apply, um, you know, some of my assets to the team. So um, I'm just, uh, I am grateful uh, to be put in this situation and to be where I am now. And I hope that I can continue to grow and to help this team grow all together. And we can become, you know, a playoff team, championship team. You know, I, think of the veterans that you've been around and like now that you know Joe Thornton has moved on from the franchise and I'm sure that was you know tough for you as well but you didn't have as much time playing alongside him but I mean obviously there's an impact that's felt playing along somebody like that and then now you see Brent Burns um, you know no longer with the San Jose Sharks and obviously you know you play out there as a fellow blue liner I I imagine that's got to be hard for you to watch um, you know somebody who I'm sure you've learned a lot from you know uh, take their next step in their career. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm very happy for him. Uh, it's bittersweet. Um, obviously, you know, I want him, I wish him all the success there in Carolina, but I sure am going to miss him. He has done so much for me in these last three years. He's laid an impact on me and just showing me how to be a, an NHL um, player and, and, an, and a person um, at this high level. Um he just really took me under his wing and taught me a lot just based on how he prepares for the game. Um, honestly, how he's a, uh, a good husband, father, um, and son, uh, and just a very good friend to me. So he's just done so much for me and I just, I wish him all the best. We sure are going to miss him. Um, then, yeah, you mentioned obviously Joe Thornton, who I was with for, for one year, and that's somebody who I talk to all the time. Um, and that he only need to spend one day with that guy, <laughs> not even to, to really have him leave an impact on you. So um, he was very special for my um, the start of my career. And still to this day, I mean, I, I talk to him all the time. So um, and then, you know, another guy is like, Patrick Marlowe, who I had the privilege to play with as well, um, who also taught me a lot, just an unbelievable person and obviously player. We don't need to, we don't need to talk about that much. That obviously speaks for itself, but um, so all three of those guys and the many more that are on our team right now that I still play with is just like, um, it's just a quite a, quite a good atmosphere to be surrounded by. You, you talk about, uh, you know, the college atmosphere that you were a part of at UMass. Um, was it sad for you to see your boy John Leonard get traded away? Because remember, I did a joint interview with you and Lenny back when the pandemic first started. And that must have been pretty cool to be able to play a guy with a guy that was your roommate. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I was really, really excited about that to have him come along. Um, after I was here for the first year uh, by myself, um, and then he came after that. We spent the last two years ago, yeah, years together. Uh, we were roommates. It was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, and it just felt really seamless and, you know, comfortable, right? Like, yeah, I've been living with him since I was in college too. So it was really, really cool to have him. I am sad that he is gone. Um, it sucks to lose a friend, um, uh, and same situation with Burnsy and many guys, but I understand it's just part of the game. It's part of the, the profession that we do in the NHL. And, uh, but I am happy for the opportunities that he is going to get, uh, in Nashville, um, you know, I know he's a he's a great player that he'll make an impact on any team that he's on. So uh, I hope uh, I wish him all the best as well. 
I need to know, though, if you've also, speaking to college guys, texted uh, your boy Makar and asked him to teach you that move where you stop on a dime at the boards and spin back in and break to everybody's ankles on your way back to scoring a goal. A, and then B, did you text him congratulations and then like, hey, I'm coming for you next year? <laughs> I didn't ask him about how to do that move because there's <laughs> a, I think there's a fine line between the moves that I am capable of even getting able of doing. So I'm just going to, that's his staple. That's his to keep. <laughs> and I'll stay away from trying to interfere with that. But I did text him a congratulations on, on the uh, Stanley Cup victory. It's well-deserved uh, for him. Um, and uh, it's no surprise to any of us. And uh, obviously he appreciated the message. I'm sure he got a ton of, uh, of guys and friends and family reaching out, old teammates and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we're also so proud of them, us UMass alums. Um, it just puts even even bigger um, respect on 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 UMass as well. And uh, I love to see that because uh, I know that when we got there, there was no respect for UMass. So <laughs> um, very 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 little. So um, that's obviously changed, uh, and so it's it's really cool to see them happen for them. Yeah, I mean, that was it was pretty awesome. Like, you know, because of knowing you guys and what you did at UMass, it was like I have come to appreciate him more as a guy, too, just because you've spoken so highly of him in the past. And also, he is pretty fun to watch. There's there's that aspect of it as well. Yeah. Um, you know, looking ahead at this upcoming year, obviously a lot of changes. I mean, things with the San Jose Sharks have been so, you know, just kind of permanent for so long with Doug Wilson. And now it is, you know, Mike Greer new GM, you've got a new head coach and David Quinn, just in terms of your um, ability to process all the change that's been happening. Yeah, it's been a lot going on for sure. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's different. And I think it's a very good thing. Um, you know, I'm very, uh, very stoked about the year to come. Uh, I have met um, Greer at the, at the rink and I've spoke to him over the phone and um, you know, he seems like a very genuine, uh, nice person. And um, I, I look forward to, you know, uh, to putting our trust in him as well. And and uh, obviously have his trust in us to to perform and make the Sharks a better team overall, a better organization overall. And, um, you know, it's it's it is also sad. You know, I, I know I knew Doug. Uh, pretty well as well and he obviously left a massive mark on the San Jose Sharks he did uh, such great things here and had such great history here um, and uh, so a change is, is definitely difficult but it's it's also you know can be a very very good thing so um, I'm, I'm excited and um, it's it's a fresh I think it's a good fresh start for this group that can go a long way and have a good impact in the year. Have you talked to uh, Coach Quinn much at all? He actually gave me a call yesterday. Um, I didn't have his number yet, and I was at the gym. I was at the gym, and then I didn't answer it. So I read his, or I listened to his voicemail. I gave him a call back, and we've been—I don't, we haven't connected up since. So uh, it was just yesterday or a couple of days ago. So yeah. I'm sure I'll talk to him soon. Um, but nothing but good things that I've heard about about uh, Coach Quinn, and uh, I'm excited to get things rolling with him as well. Yeah, and, you know, obviously something that you talked about 
um, at the end of last year and then also when the press conference happened for your new contract was the fact that you kind of said you wanted to work on the offensive side of your game and get more involved. I mean, is that something that you feel you need to go to Coach Quinn about and be like, hey, you know, like I want to – I know that I'm a, I'm a defender's defender and I didn't have that in my game, but I want to add on to this. Is that something that you want to go and broach with him immediately or do you want to hear his take on what he has planned for you or is it just going to be kind of a relationship and, you know, you guys have to understand his – you got to understand his coaching style. He's got to understand your play style. Like it's different, you know, like every, every coaching relationship is different, obviously. Yeah, of course. I think, you know, the the first thing um, that any player would like to do is, is listen to how the, the coach wants our identity as a team to be and, and try to find ways to add your area of your game. So my, the area of my game, the assets that I can bring, um, the first things that I think about, you know, or, or I try to think about is is compete and work ethic and just um, being hard defensively, especially. So it's finding areas of how I can fit into to the coach's play style, the identity that he wants to create for our team. But then there's, you know, I know that uh, Coach Quinn said in, in one of his interviews, he wants us to kind of step outside of our comfort zone in areas, in certain areas of the game to kind of, um, you know, be structured, but also have a little bit of freedom. And I think that that is where I can, can find that area to, to um, uh, apply certain levels of offense to my game. Cause I just think that's, that's one of the areas where I didn't do much of over the last three years that I think I can continue to improve on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, I just think that it's an asset that, um, you know, I think I'm capable of, of providing for this team and, um, over the last few years, um, I think that we maybe struggled a bit offensively, um, statistically anyway. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, having our D get involved so I can, you know, hopefully help contribute to that. I know a lot of the, the better um, teams this year uh, that were, you know, competing for a Stanley Cup, they had their D be active and get um, moving. Uh, and so that's something that I think that, I would like to try and include in my game, but obviously, you know, what comes first is trying to stick to the identity that, you know, coach Quinn has for us and building from there. Um, at the end of the day too, it's, it's all about what the game, you know, gives me. If, if the team needs me to be more offensive, that's what I would like to provide. If they're focused, you know, if our team is, you know, we have our guys that, that, that kind of do that. And I'm, my job is to, in a certain position of the game, certain time frame of the game is just be defensive. Then I like to be aware of those things too. It's not always, you don't just go into the game saying, I'm going to try and score, right? It's just, you adapt to certain situations of the game. And um, obviously coach Quinn has a lot to, to do with that as well. And the way that he wants us to be structured, which we have to have a, a level of respect for. So mm-hmm. Of course, I would, you know, love to provide those things, but obviously first hear um, about how he wants us as defensemen to maybe uh, provide that offense if we can. In terms of your offseason, we're recording this on August 24th. The last game that you played in was on April 29th. We're four months removed. Um, How much time did you give yourself after the season ended to let your body recover? I mean, obviously – you were out for a little bit there with the leg injury, but you came back and got in shape, you know, pretty quickly. You didn't look like you had missed much time. Um, did you feel like you were fully healthy into the going into the off season, or like how much, or did you feel the need to like jump right into your off season program? Like, take me through that process. How much time you gave yourself, and 
uh, just, you know, where you are right now? Uh, I was a little bit banged up at the end of the year. Um, so I took some time to, to recover. I think that that's always very important. Um, took some time to spend with my family uh, back in, in, in King City that I haven't seen in a very long time. Um, cousins, relatives, uh, went over to Minnesota um, for a little bit to meet my girlfriend's family, which is a big step. Um, and then I went over to Iowa, uh, Clear Lake, Iowa, to nice. see my old billet family that I used to play with in, in Des Moines. I think that I got the last three years was really tough with COVID and I got caught up. I wasn't able to see them in a long time. And they've obviously, you know, my bill family, the, the Barfells, they have so much to do with where I am today. So I like to keep in touch with them and just, you know, stay close with them. So it was nice to see them. Obviously I wasn't just traveling and eating good food all along the way with nothing else on my mind. Um, obviously uh, I, I was training along the way, but I took some significant time away from the rink um, just to clear my head. And obviously, like you said, it's been four months. So the goal of the summer is to, to be training consistently in shape and then try and peak come season time. Uh, it's just important that we don't overtrain and then peak too early. Uh, it's a long season. So um, to answer your question, and, and sh <laughs> I've already dragged it on. To answer your question, uh, yeah, it took some time. I took Good. some time to family and then obviously uh, back into it. What are you doing right now? Is it like sled work? Are you getting back on the ice? Um, you know, like how, how, what's the, what's the Mario Ferraro workout routine? Is it, are you doing, do, getting in double days yet? Or are you just trying to get one day on the ice next day in the gym back and forth? How's or you know, it's I, usually, everybody's different, you know, yeah. sometimes double days. Then the next week I'd be too sore. I have to tone it back a little bit. <laughs> uh, but at this time we're approaching September. Um, it's a lot more ice. So I'd say the, the gym has lightened up a little bit because we have, we're on the ice so much. So um, I think that uh, you just kind of find that balance. Um, being in the gym a lot, you, you figure out what you need at this point in the season. Um, so earlier in the summer, it was about getting strong. And now it's just about sort of maintaining that strength to, to put you in a training camp but now really ramp up the ice. So, uh, cause that's what it's all about. <laughs> you can be doing, you can be running 10 miles every day, but if you're not skating, then the cardio just isn't going to transmit to the ice. So, um, we're doing a lot more stuff on ice now and, uh, which is the fun stuff. So yeah. it's, it's good. I got to imagine though, that you're itching to get back out there. I mean, we've got a couple weeks till training camp starts, but like I said, the last game you played in was, April 29th, uh, you know, for the NHL. And I, I would imagine that for you, you're probably just, you know, can't can't wait to get back out there and get be at the tank. And yeah, obviously you get to start the season over in Europe, which is going to be pretty awesome as well. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be fantastic. I think it's a huge opportunity. You know, we talked about earlier how we there's a lot of changes to our organization that includes the players, a lot of new players on our team. So I think that, you know, that trip is going to be fun. Um, obviously, you know, any any hockey player is going to miss miss the games over the summer. And that's that's the reason why the goal is to shorten up our summer next year and be in a playoff spot because we hate the long summers. We've had them too long, right? We, it's three years in a row now. As much as we love the sun and, and being out on vacation, it just – it's <laughs> – we'd rather be on the ice, right? Yeah. So, you know, the two months 
two and a half months is plenty for that. All right. Uh, we don't want, we don't need four months anymore. So we're pumped up. Uh, and uh, that is obviously the goal every year to make the playoffs. But I think it's to be away on that trip. It's going to do a lot of good things for us, I think. So um, I'm, I'm really excited to get there. And just in terms of, you know, you'd rather be playing, is, is it hard to watch the Stanley Cup playoffs if you're not involved in them? Like, I'm sure that, you know, you always, you know everybody around the league. You get to know everybody, and obviously you love the game of hockey, so it's fun in a sense. But, like, is there a sense of frustration for you when you watch them or you just be like, man, like, I, I wish that was me out there? I mean, there's a couple of your former teammates I've talked to, you know, earlier in the summer, they said that they um, they weren't watching just because it was, it was almost hard to watch. Yeah, it's... It definitely sucks. Uh, I will say, especially when you approach, like when you get to the Stanley Cup final and, and especially when you see like celebrations and that stuff. But um, I, I definitely do watch for sure. And the reason is, is because as much as I'm not in it, I still do have friends um, that I used to play with that I'd like to support mm-hmm. old teammates that we had that I just know work so hard to be in that situation. So um, it definitely, uh, it does, you know, it's, it is bittersweet because, you know, you just, you wish you were out there and, and competing and being in the position that they're in. But um, I think just having the mindset that in due time, you know, we put in the work that our, our chances will come, you know, especially when I look at uh, the teammates that I have. One example is Andrew Cogliano, who is on our team, who I just know works so hard every day and cares so much about the game. And now he's mm-hmm. in that position to, win a Stanley Cup so I just think that way you know we do that as a team if I do that then hopefully we can I can be in that position we can be in that position as a team um and yeah I text him at the end of the year and and he says uh it took a long time but it's worth it every 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 bit of that hard work like it's worth it so you know it's it's things like that um that just put more motivation in your mind and just kind of um get you buzzing really does yeah that, that no, it's a great statement for him, man. It gives me chills just to hear you relay that comment from him because he was such yeah. a great dude in his short time with the Sharks. Like he was always extremely upfront with us, and you know was very much, um, you know he he had that veteran mentality. He had been through it all, he'd seen it all, and he definitely you know was going to be very honest and tell us exactly what he thought. Which is you know I I always appreciated that. Just as a last one for you, Mario. Well, what's what's the goal for you and the team this year? I mean, is it to get back to the playoffs or is it? to be just a more well-rounded team or do you not like to try and put concrete things in when it's, when it's August, you know, cause obviously a- anything can happen. I think obviously, you know, our goal is to make the playoffs, but I think like sometimes that's, that's just very, um, it's not specific enough. You know, I think that um, our goal should always be to, to make the play. Heck, it should be to win the Stanley Cup. That's what we're playing for is to win the mm-hmm. Stanley Cup. But I think, like, as our team leading into this year, I think the biggest thing for us that I think is is to find our identity as a team. You know, find our identity early on in the first five games, first game of the season. You know, we should be trying to find our identity in training camp throughout those exhibition games and just be that same team every night. You know, I just think that over the last few years, we've gone up and down our game. Our style of play has changed here, changed there. And um, just based on on uh, staying committed to, to, you know, our game plan and who we are as a team. So I think that it's just very important with new guys and, 
and obviously new coaching staff and, and new staff in general all around the organization that we just find our identity both as a team and as, as, as just an organization. I think it would go a long way. It's not just on the ice, it's off the ice too. Um, and uh, yeah, I think as long as we do that, we're in good hands and we're, we're heading toward that playoff spot. So um, I'm excited for this year. We'll leave it there, man. Mario, thank you so much for the time, man. I look forward to seeing you at training camp, man, and we'll talk soon. Appreciate you, Ted. Have a good one. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify, and on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app, presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen. Former number one draft pick of the Arizona Coyotes, shovels one in. He's acquired the trade for Christian Yaros over the summer. Sends back Ferraro, the shot star! Mario Ferraro puts an exclamation point on the game, and he was set up on the far side by Nick Merkley, the Sharks.